Hello and welcome to the Roommates Podcast, Colin, a podcast about being roommates. I'm James Hamilton and my roommate is Jonathan James. This is episode one. chair. Jonathan is sitting on a lazy boy That's right. with his feet up That's true. in a way so that I could uh, easily gain access to his crotch at any time. <laughs> um, it's almost midnight. Yeah. Jonathan just went for a run. I just deleted a whole bunch of music I've been composing all night angrily, but I saved a copy of it right before I deleted it so right. I could both be pragmatic but also get the satisfaction of being like a, the kind of person who would rip up all my work. So why don't we backtrack one one step and let people know that you're actually a classical composer? I guess that's... <laughs> people don't know things about you. Yeah, they probably think I'm like a Kenyan marathoner now. Yeah. I'm, Which you are. I'm now a fully recreational runner. Okay, so if we had to do some stats about ourselves... I'd say uh, I am a uh, composer, guitarist of the classical realm, the kind of music that when you're listening to it, you're probably reading the brochure about it because you're (laughs) bored listening to it. Yeah, that's right. But it's really classical music. It's classical music. Yeah, the classics. I listen to Beethoven and I think I'm going to do something related to that. Do you ever have people like come from other countries and they think classic rock is like a mixture of rock music and classical music? I've had people think that before. Yeah. Okay. Um, but that's really prog rock. Okay. So that is a thing. Yeah. I mean, everything's a thing, I guess, eh? Well, that's kind of a philosophical question. I don't mean like, oh God, let's not do that. Let's not do that. So tell us about yourself, okay. John. Um... Well, I'm a uh, amateur comedian. I used to do other things, but now I just do that. <laughs> I uh, I work at uh, a coffee shop. We'll talk about that a little bit on the podcast because I have some stories and some some life advice mm-hmm. that I've gained since uh, I completed a PhD in philosophy, and uh, now I'm working at a coffee shop. So okay, good. Now, Which, you know what's funny about that is like it's almost like a hacky joke, right? But it's not like I like when when people find out. I try not to tell people, but they found out because like my friend Rhea, who works with me there, knows. Nobody, she knows that you're a stand-up. She knows that I did a PhD. I mean. Oh, okay, gotcha. And so when people find out, nobody's like, "Oh, that's weird that you're working at a coffee shop." At all, people are just like, "Oh yeah, I guess." Yeah, they should say, oh, I wonder what you do with the degree in philosophy. Well, you work at a coffee shop. <laughs> but they just know that I do. Because it's not even worth making a joke about. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. just like, what else are you going to do with a doctor of yeah. philosophy? This is the only thing that bothers me. I don't care that I can't really use my degree to do anything. Because I was making money while I was doing it. Right? The one thing that bothers... And I don't care if people are like, oh, that's stupid. You shouldn't have done it. You should have just like done something practical. Built things. Should have learned how to fuck or fight 
exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's not fucking and it's not fighting. Fighting, it's bullshit. It's bullshit. There's only two Fs. There's no third F for There's philosophy. There's no F for philosophy. The only... Yeah, anyway. The only thing that bothers me is, like, people will be like, oh, I guess your parents just, like, paid for you to go to school for, like, an extra six years. I'm like, no! The government paid me, so if you're, like, some sort of libertarian or something, I suppose, you might have a, a case against me. But if you're just somebody who, like, doesn't like rich kids, then fuck off. Well, I don't know. Do you feel generally enriched by this, at least? If not in your ability to make money, do you feel that you, when you're 80 years old, yeah. you'll be better off for having done this philosophy stuff? I think probably, I think not necessarily in the sense that people would think. I don't mean this to sound as negative as it's going to sound, but what I think I got from it is a thorough understanding that philosophy is stupid. Not like all thinking about things is stupid, but like the, the, the idea that you've come to some sort of answer. You sure. I mean, the idea that like, every paper you wrote, I wrote in undergrad. By the time I got through grad school, I was just like, that was that whole exercise was like, I, it was maybe something I needed to do to get to the place I got to, but it was stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, anytime you, like, read some books and think that you have answers to deep questions, I feel like you're just being dumb. Yeah. And whatever, if other people don't agree with that, that's fine, but I... I but they're I, I'm not... Well, I, see, this is why I'm saying it's sounding more negative than I mean it to. Like, once I truly crushed that part of me that was like, maybe I, maybe human minds can actually grasp things, uh, I felt more at peace with my existence. Mm-hmm. And I think that when people do cling to beliefs, it tends to make them anxious. Well, that was good. Makes them angry at other people who don't agree with them. Whereas I feel like I can better relate to different types of people. Well... I, ha- I he- hear an idea okay. in the wind with these beliefs yeah. that what we're dealing with is a certain kind of interference or noise. When you have a belief system and you put those thoughts out into the world yeah. and they reach somebody else's ears, it's not going to be perfect fidelity between you and that person. Right. And that... It might be a small difference, but over time it builds and builds more and more until, like, two nations or are at war. Right. Or a more personal example, let's say you're married to someone. Yeah. Right? And you say something, and they hear something, and there's going to be a slight difference yeah. between those two things. It happens all the time. And that's, gonna, that's what builds over time to yeah. destroy everything. Right. I don't know. Anyways, topic number one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, go. So I think we had to structure this podcast about being roommates somehow. Now, I think at first we considered doing it kind of actually talking about being roommates. But now I'm thinking more of how a Victorian novel will reflect the society in which it exists. Yeah. We're going to choose topics from our lives or not from our lives. Mm-hmm. All the same, the hope is, is through the scope of this podcast, one will figure out 
what it means to be roommates, at least in our specific situation. Yeah, I mean, what we talk about and how we talk to each other will reflect our situation, right? Once again, small dissonances will build over time. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, as, we, as we come to grow to hate each other yeah. more and more, that will be reflected in how we discuss. And of course, when we hate each other so much that we just won't do the podcast anymore, that will... <laughs> well, that's going to be the finale. I hope... Be the finale. I hope we keep doing the podcast even if we hate each other. I yeah. That, that would be... Because that, that would be like... It would make it worth it. I'd like to do like a Soprano-style... Um, podcast ending where it just halfway through it cuts out and everyone assumes that one of us killed the other person right yeah um anyways so the first topic yeah uh i've been seeing people with interesting t-shirts okay the past day yeah so i was in a coffee shop drinking coffee and i saw this really like southern texan looking dude Walked by. He had a beard. He actually had like a toothpick in his mouth. (laughs) (laughs) He had those aviator glasses on. Yeah. And as he was walking by, he spit onto the street. But he had this shirt, and it was yellow, Mm -hmm. and in big letters on it, it said, um, "Let's play army. You go lie down, and I'll blow the hell out of you." Right. Which. It's like a sex thing. It's gotta be a sex thing. And him being a man, it's gotta be a gay sex thing. Hmm. You don't blow a woman. Right. Unless, what if she's, like, really hot? (laughs) (laughs) I must say, the woman could be trans. That is yeah. the society we live in. But I don't now. think that's that guy. I don't think this guy's looking to be like... Maybe really into the pre Breakdown. Trans, borders. Yeah. Here's the thing. I think that would be what one would assume. Is that he's a gay man. And, right. and you know, gay people often have a lot of pressure. Don't let anyone know you're gay. Right. And they could react to this understandably by letting everyone know they're gay which i think yeah because that's i've always thought that that like when you meet like not all gay people there's some that you wouldn't necessarily know but you definitely meet some gay people where you know right away right by the way they act and talk and stuff but when you think about it wanting to release that makes a lot of sense because you as you say you're told not to and you're like i'm gonna be me as much as i can you know i want to express my homosexuality very openly and very, perhaps even aggressively, because it's a pressure, right? It's, it's, yeah. yeah. I mean, I have the sneaking suspicion that I don't think this guy was gay at all. I just think he was a very aggressive pro-army, pro-gun guy, right. and he wildly misread <laughs> the intention of this shirt. So, he's just going around being like, yeah, you fuck with me, I'll, I'll blow you to pieces. But, like, actually... <laughs> that's a really... That, if that's true, that would be beautiful. Especially because I imagine a guy like that being homophobic. Sure. And I love, like, him just not knowing that he's walking around with his shirt being like, a fucking dick. What I really want to get to is the shirt I saw later in the day. I was going to see a, um... Like, a music thing. A friend of, friend of a friend of mine is this dude named John Oswald, who's like, uh avant-garde composer 
whatever. Anyways, he's holding a concert at Young and Dundas where he was going to get a thousand string players to all play this piece. Right. So I was like, you know what? I'd like to see that. I'd like to see a thousand string players play once. And I get there, and there's like two to three hundred string players. Which is bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah. At which point I just throw a fit, <laughs> start breaking the violins. I was promised a thousand. Kill everyone there. It's a weird. It's a weird thing because three hundred is a lot, right? Yeah. But like, it's way less than a thousand. Like, I probably have never seen three hundred stringed instruments at the same time. Yeah. So, it, so if somebody said, if they just said it's going to be three hundred. I'd probably go and be like, this is amazing, yeah. right? But when they say it's going to be a 1,000, yeah. and then it's 300, you're like, this is bullshit. This is only like a, this is not even a third of what I was promised. Yeah. What's, what was interesting about it is that it reminds you of how fucking quiet classical instruments were, because there's yeah. like 300 string mm-hmm. players playing, and then like whatever, like even a car drove by, they were just all instantly drowned out. <laughs> So there's just this guy watching this, and he looks like a middle-aged guy, average, probably has a kids or two at home, a wife, yeah. probably drives like a $20,000 minivan. Anyways, he's got this shirt on, it's blue, and in red writing, it says, I'm single because dot dot dot, but underneath there's like three options with a square for check mark on each side. Yeah. And the first option's like, I don't know, um, because I enjoy being a bachelor. Yeah. That one's not checked. Okay. The second one, uh, because uh, women don't find me attractive. And that one's also not checked. Not and then the third one says, <laughs> because my penis is so big that if it was to go inside of a woman, it would damage her. That one's checked off. That's... So he's got a cumbersome, cumbersomely large piece. Too it's too big. big. Yeah. It's causing him difficulties. <laughs> so is this is this shirt bragging or are we supposed to sympathize? <laughs> right? Are we supposed to go up to him and be like, oh, I'm sorry. Because that would be terrible. Imagine your penis was so, like, he's a virgin. Like, is that the theory? Like, every woman just sees it and just like, nope, that would hurt me. <laughs> I can't, I can't. Have sex with you or love you. Either that. Because your penis is is cumbersomely large. Well, he like tries it once and he breaks her and he's like, no, not another one. And like, there's just this river of broken women behind him. Yeah, maybe it's like he he does that. He breaks the woman and then like he has to go to her father (laughs) (laughs) and be like, I'm sorry. I broke your daughter, and he's just like, how? He's like, my penis is like, it's it's cumbersomely large. <laughs> and it just, it split her in half, and she's dead now. Uh, I'm really sorry, how can I, how can I ever make this up to you? And he's like, well, you know, there's no way you can really take my daughter back, but in order for you to feel the appropriate amount of shame for the rest of your life, I want you to always wear this t-shirt. <laughs> That's a lot of words. Was that that was the real wording? Yeah, it was. That's a lot of words. The words, in fact, were cumbersomely large. Yeah. Huh. Okay. So, topic number two. Topic number two. Okay. So I was um, mentioning how I work at Lavazza Coffee Shop downtown. Yeah. So this is something that happened uh, yesterday. Okay. So we get a lot of people who don't necessarily speak English. I don't know where exactly they're all coming from. I imagine different places. Probably not all the same. 
but this to assume <laughs> this woman was like uh, thankfully she was like she was clearly some sort of European right because if she was from Asia or something then I couldn't really do like the voice it would get me in trouble but yeah she was she was maybe like about say 50 okay let's say 50 let's say 50 she was from some sort of European country and she didn't really speak English so she gets through her order she gets like an iced whatever we just ice things some sort of iced coffee drink and she wanted to ask for a straw, but she didn't know the word for a straw, right? So she just sort of holds her hand like she's holding a straw and then sort of opens her lips like she's sucking a straw. And is like, do you have like, oh, like this, like this? And I'm just like, a straw? And I give her a straw and she's like, yes, yes. And then she wants to learn English. So she's like, what is it called? What is it called? You call this? The, oh, and she does the motion again. And I'm like, a straw. And she says, a stroke. A stroke. And I said, no, a straw. And she said, a stroke. And I said, a straw. And she just kept saying, she's like, a stroke. And eventually I'm just like, yeah. Yeah, it's a stroke. If she asks for a stroke, that's, shop, that's what I was thinking. People will figure it out. That uh, that she means straw, and that's what I was saying. I but I realized that she's gonna go around doing the hand and mouth thing, going like, Can I, I, I'm looking for a strock, a strock, a stroke. Do you have a strock? And, and people will think that she's saying cock. They might. But does that really make sense for her to be <laughs> going around saying, "Can I have a, a cock"? I don't know. I see your point. I just thought it was really funny the way when someone doesn't know a word in English that I know, like, because, like, I'm just like, how can you think it's strock? Yeah. Like, that, I just, this, my brain just completely fails to empathize with their scenario. Yeah, I, I have learned to empathize having spent a year in France. Yeah. <laughs> um, where I'll just be like, I went to the Palais. Right? And I'm like, yeah, I went to the Palais. And they're like, you went to Paris? And I'll be like, no, I went to the Palais. And then they're like, oh, you mean the Palais? Yeah. <laughs> the Palais. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, do you mean this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, fuck you. Why can't French be like how I want it to be? I feel like, I, I don't know. The thing is, like, the A and the E to them really do sound different, I guess. Yeah, like, exactly. That's the thing. It's that's what's so interesting about it. Yeah. But what I mean is, like, whenever someone, whenever you have a, have a lot of experience in a certain realm, right? Yeah. And someone else has no experience in that realm, it's, everything seems super obvious to you. Exactly. And you're like, what is wrong with this person? Exactly. But really, nothing's wrong with them. They just don't know. Like, she just doesn't speak English. Yeah. I think that is very true. Um, as someone who plays a board game called Go. Yeah. I play it. Whenever I have to teach somebody the rules, it is so annoying to see them just fuck up on basic shit. But I was them. I was them when I was starting yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure people who are way better than me see my moves and are like, what are you doing with your life? But even just like, like when people are like trained, because thankfully everybody's been good at Lavaz, but I hear like some people when they train you because they've been there for a long time. If you don't, like, know where something is, they're just like, how can you not know that? Yeah. 
what is wrong with you? Like, use your eye. That's what Rhea told me is that when she was being trained by this one person, and she asked, where is such and such? And they were just like, use your eyes. But, like, she wasn't using her eyes. She was using having worked there for years. Yeah. It is, you know? I think it is interesting that there's, like, a common human pattern where we use our intuition to understand something, mm-hmm. and then we think we've used our logic. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. Absolutely. In that, I don't want to simplify the brain, but I think we can say there are two paths to competency in any given activity. Mm-hmm. One is the logical path, right? What I might call the conscious path. Yeah. The other is the subconscious path. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think often the subconscious path will jump ahead. Yeah. And then we'll try and use the conscious path. To explain what's going on in the subconscious sure. part. But sure. we're just coming up with like any fucking bullshit. Yeah. Like right. in psychiatry where we try and figure out why we flinch whenever anyone like starts to play honky tonk piano. Okay. And why do we flinch when someone plays honky tonk piano? Well, oh, I see. Because it just doesn't sound good to us. Well, sure. And we might try and use our conscious mind to say, well, my father used to play honky-tonk piano as he beat me violently. (laughs) And that's why I flinch whenever I hear honky-tonk piano. Now, in that situation, it does admittedly sound pretty clear-cut. However, in some ways, we're just trying to create any old fucking explanation for our intuitions. Right. For sure. I think that's right. So does that we rationalize. Mean, we rationalize. Yeah. Use your rational eyes. That's what they say. They say. <laughs> so Raya was like, hey, where do you keep the brown sugar? She said, use your rational eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be- when people ask me where they keep the brown sugar, I'm just like, right here, baby. Because... Because you're brown? Yeah, it doesn't really make sense. I like But that. I didn't want to say it about, about Rhea, so I had to say it about me. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could just be a, like a black woman for just a minute so I could make that reference to myself. I wish... I wish I could be a woman. Yeah? Well, you can. I don't want to put in the effort. Mm. Well, you could... I mean, cross-dressing is okay, right? You can just... But I want to be like a hot, sexy lady. I mean, I'd start with trying to be a hot, sexy man, and then maybe work your way up. I feel like that was a diss. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I'm a hot, sexy man either, but, like, I just think it's an easier goal for us. I agree. Or, you know what? Do what you want, man. Like, maybe you can be a hot, sexy lady. No, I can't. Like, I want all kinds of things I can't have. Yeah. I want to have a dick that's so big that it's cumbersome <laughs> and it harms my loved ones. It harms your loved ones. <laughs> I like the idea that it does, it not just the women you have sex with, but just, like, your loved ones in general, because it just creates this, like, culture of tension around you because you're just harming all these women with your penis. <laughs> 
even when you're pouring your coffee in the morning for someone and you hand them that coffee, yeah. the tension is there. You'd be ruining your whole life. I'm bummed that the the uh, Strock thing was like everybody I've told the Strock thing to except you laughed. I feel like I didn't tell it right this time or something. I think this is good. This is this is the essence of the roommates podcast colon the podcast about being roommates. Yeah. We'll get through the topics. That and then you're me. telling me that you're you feel bad about it. <laughs> that's true, that's what I would do. But you know what I feel like you have like you scare me with your eyes. Like I feel like you're judging me very intensely. And then I realize that you're probably doing it all the time. You're just like what what how can I crush him? Like what what small bit of, of what small bit can I learn from him and then how can I kill that in him and take it for myself and then just beat him to death with my large cumbersome penis. <laughs> I mean that sounds nice. I remember before we were moving in, we were talking about who would dominate the other one in a power struggle. I don't like this conversation, but go on. If you were like, James, get over here, you little cumbersome bitch, I'd just be like, oh, okay, I'm going to move out now. <laughs> I don't, I, I'm not a dominant person in normal life at all. No, I that's, I was just thinking of, like, actually, what if, like, one of my friends just started pulling, like, power moves on me? Would I, like, try It'd be the worst thing in the world. Like, we should... That's why I didn't want to have this conversation. We shouldn't, like, worry about something. Like, who would be more dominant? Like, we can joke around about who would be more dominant in a gay sex thing, because we're not actually having a gay sex thing. But that's a horrible conversation to have, because if any part of you is like, oh, I bet I could do more. I bet I could just bully him. I bet I could just make him cry. Make him just, like, hide in the corner of the room and be just be scared of me and just, like, slap him in the face and, like... Call a little bit like as soon as any part of your brain is like that would be cool. I bet, I bet I can do it. Then like okay, now I wanna okay take it out of me and you. Okay. What I'm saying is I think there's two approaches. Well, okay, so there's three approaches. First is like give in. Second is to fight back. Right. Third is to flee the situation. So what you're saying is if I want this apartment to myself. You've got to just start <laughs> bullying me, and I because you would just you just leave. I'd leave. I could. Uh, all right. I, that's interesting. What would I do? I could. First of all, I don't think there's any chance that'll happen between the two of us, because neither of us are like that. But let's say I don't know you, and you are like that. I start going. This chair's in your room now, and I get. <laughs> I get to sit in the chair that's in your room. <laughs> if you don't like it, well, fuck, fuck you. Now get changed in front of me. <laughs> Going for a run, I'd like to see that. I'd like to see that. Hey, nice ass. Let's get, let's get out there on the road, buddy. My general approach when somebody is... Let's just say somebody's being a dick to me. Yeah. My general approach with that is to be extra nice back and try to make them feel bad. Mm. Because I find with a lot of people... They're, that'll work. Killing them with kindness. Yeah. They'll just be like, how can I... It's like, it makes them look really bad. I feel... You're, even to themselves, right? If, 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 if you're just being super nice back, eventually they're going to be like, oh, why am I doing this? Like, this is so... You know what I mean? Whereas if you're mean back, they're going to be like, oh, we got to fight. Let's do this. 
if they continued, I guess eventually you just have to be like, all right, we need to address, like, why are you being such a dick? Yeah. Right. But I'd never fight someone. Mm-hmm. I'd never physically fight someone. Yeah. Um, I mean, unless they're, like, way smaller than me, I guess. Sure. But no one is. <laughs> no one. <laughs> yeah. Um, and even then, I wouldn't want to. Have you ever I, wanted I, to just, like, push someone over? <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. I, I'll hate people that I see randomly just for fun, but I usually... Hate is fun. Yeah, it is fun. I think that you need to... I think... I remember there was a time... Because I was... For a while, I was like, I didn't hate anybody. And I purposely tried to make myself hate random strangers so that I could be more emotionally in tune with myself. That's interesting, because I don't hate anyone. And I often think that sort of self... Of me being a generally emotionally disconnected person. Yeah. And you would tend to agree with Yeah. <laughs> I also don't believe you that you don't hate people, though. Mm-hmm. Like, well, hate, maybe, hate, no, you're right. You would, you would, you more look down on people. <laughs> sure, I think we can definitely <laughs> agree on yeah, that. Yeah, no, that's true. I don't really, I'm less inclined to look down on people, more inclined to hate them. Yeah. So you're saying looking down on people is just a way of hating in a more, like, Marxist framework? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) It's like, it's like taking your hate and, like, yeah, trying to... Make it objective? Make it objective, yeah. And trying to sort of position yourself in a power structure above them in some sense. Okay, so if you were pulling power moves... Yeah. You probably sit me down. Because here's the thing: here is this is the this is the horrible thing about power moves is if someone else is doing that to you and they're extremely they're they're very good at it, Mm -hmm. it is very hard to get out of it. I think it goes without saying that I would be very bad at it. (laughs) Well, in that case, it'd be relatively easy. I'd just be like, "The fuck are you doing?" Yeah, damn, what are you doing? I would just, I think in your case, I would just be like, I, I guess in anybody's case, I would just be like, this makes me very uncomfortable, uh, I feel it's bad for our, for our roommate, for like both of our lives, it's certainly for my, because I have, here's something I have had, a disagreement with somebody where we've not sorted out right away, right? Mm-hmm. And we've had to be around each other. And I've been like, it's it's annoying having to be around you and, and have there be tension, right? Yeah. And the person was just like, I don't care. I don't I don't care if you're around. Right? No. And it's just like, alright, well I do though, so can we, you know what I mean? Like, So that's the kind of thing that uh, somebody who was playing power moves would do. Because it would be another power move for them. They'd be like, doesn't bother me. Roommate ship's great for me. I just got all the power. You know what I mean, bitch? Yeah, it makes me sad. I just wish everyone could just be happy. Yeah. Because I think people who do that have a bit of a sociopathic quality to them. It doesn't bother them as much having tension with other people. It's exciting for them. They want some sort of emotional excitement like that. Yeah, I think you might be onto something. For me, I go out of my way. I mean, we can't deny their power equilibriums in life. Right. For me, I go out of my way to try to keep everything as equal as possible because it makes me feel relaxed. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
you know, I feel that I'm in power in a relationship that makes me feel responsible, which is exhausting. Yeah. And if I'm not in power, that makes me worried, which is also exhausting. Yeah, I think you're right. Equality is much more relaxing. Which it should have been the uh, motto of third wave feminism. <laughs> I love how like I use this term third wave feminism. Like I know what that means. I gotta be honest. I, I whenever people talk about the waves of like of feminism, I'm just like I don't whatever. Like menstrual waves. Is that what it does? Menstrual waves? Menstrual waves. Do they wave? They wave. I just picture like a bloody hand reaching out of a vagina and being like, Hi! <laughs> like the end of that movie, Carrie. That is, yeah, all the fucking uh, isms, I hope, will leave my brain entirely. They're, all, they're pretty much gone at this point. But I don't know if I ever, I pro, I'm sure at some point I knew exactly what third wave feminism was, but not for long. I'm never good at memorizing all that stuff. I feel like this is Bill Burr-ism mm. in that it's like, I probably know what that means if I thought about it, right. but it's almost cool to just go, I don't know what that means. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is it cooler? I think it's cool to just not know what things mean. Huh. Well, here's what it is. Someone who knows what everything means is a lot of people don't like it. Because it makes them feel dumb, right? And even though the person may not be trying to make the other person feel dumb, the dumb person feel, or the person who doesn't the know. The dumb person <laughs> feels dumb. No, they feel, they feel not only dumb, but they feel like the other person is trying to make them feel dumb. Yeah. Just just by even just using the words, right? Which so it's like if you don't know what a lot of like technical terminology means, you're better off in social relations. I don't know if I've ever felt dumb. Okay, well you're a genius though. I don't accept this term as someone who has been in contact with geniuses. Well, you were a child genius. I was a child genius. So it didn't work out as an adult. It didn't but... work out. <laughs> I feel dumb constantly. I've always, I've always felt dumb. That's too bad. I like wake up in the morning and I'm just like dumb. <laughs> no, I do though. Like, no, I, like I think I, ha I think I'm really, really good at certain things, but I definitely feel my weaknesses constantly. Like, I bet you can read faster than I can. I'm a very slow reader. Really? So why have you never felt dumb? Because no one's ever talked over my head. I see. Ever. Well, I mean, like, maybe if I was talking to, like, a bunch of engineers. Yeah, that's what But I then I wouldn't with. expect to understand. Oh, I see. So you can understand anything that doesn't require technical knowledge. <sighs> yeah, I guess. Anything. That doesn't... <laughs> anything except all the things that I don't understand. Anything ex Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's also... I have a foolhardy belief in the value of my own opinions. I don't know. I, I think you're actually very open to uh, alternatives to your opinions, which is one of the, my favorite things about you, actually. Because it's like what I was talking about at the opening. Like, people, a lot of people who do take a lot of, hold a lot of stake in their opinions, uh, when people disagree with them, they're more interested in proving themselves right than in having an open discussion. And they're more interested in the identity that they relate to what they believe than its actual content. 
and they exclude other people from their world when they don't also hold those beliefs and that's that identity, right? Well, I don't want to suggest that I have an even deeper narcissism, but let me put it this way. It's like I have such a steadfast belief in the value of my own opinions that I can just let them, I can just let them go. I don't need to hold on to them because the source is in here. <laughs> I think that that is a healthier belief. A way healthier belief than actually clinging to the opinions. I think that's more or less, that's what I think too. Well, we are the two only reasonable people in we this whole world. We are literally the only two reasonable people. In this people. whole world. Okay, so at the end of this podcast, we're going to do recommendations. So I recommend when you uh, don't have a lot of money, uh, and you, but you want to be able to feed yourself, uh, the thing to do is when you're done your shift at the coffee shop you work at, you should take the food they're going to throw out and just have that be your food. Yeah. Yeah. Because then you don't have to buy food. You can just eat the stuff people are going to throw out. And it'll mostly be like muffins and cookies and stuff. But you can take like a little bit of kale salad or something and then you can get your vitamins and you never have to buy food. I haven't taken the kale. I just eat the kale salad and a sandwich at lunch. But what, that's not what I, I just, I'm just recommending. Yeah, I guess you want to take a bit of the kale salad at, on the lunch if you can. But really it's about just whatever food you can get that people are going to throw out. Take that for yourself and eat it. Well, I think it's morally the more responsible thing to do. Yeah. I think if you're throwing that food out, you need to think about who you are and where you are in your life. It's fucked up. You know, you're actually, we're not even, we're not, like, it's illegal what I'm doing. Or not illegal, but against the company rules. And they want us to just throw it out. They're like, if you, the technical, the strict rule is... If you want to take the stuff they're going to throw out, you have to pay half price for it. Yeah. It's like, or you could throw it out. It's stupid. Yeah. Well, I'm assuming that they're afraid that you'll go power man and you'll start, like, building schemes. They'll, or, like, they'll be afraid that you're going to do basically set up a life system just like mine, which is, like, let's see if I can live off of just the free garbage food. Well, they're going to say, like, well... If he starts to just take the food for free, he's going to discourage people from buying it. No. <laughs> That's a good idea, though. Yeah. No, you must not do this. I wouldn't do that. You see, because if you're doing that... I don't have any power. If you imagine, imagine if, like... Then you're proving them right. Imagine if people came in, and they are like, I want to get that, and I was like, you don't want that. What do you have, what do you have that's good? Eh. I don't know. I'd go to Starbucks. Well, it's, it's power moves, right? Yeah. Well, that, I mean, you're... That, yeah. That's not what power. That's not really what me and Jason had in mind when we came up with that phrase. Power. No, I'm turning it evil. Okay, that's fair. Much like Jason. You think Jason's evil? No, he's lovely. Jason's a lovely man. Shout out to our good friend Jason Allen. Shout out to Jason Allen. When I was a kid, I used to watch BET, and uh, they would always say it's a shout out, I guess, eh? But they would sort of say it like a shout out, and I I didn't know if it was like a shot out or a shout out. For a long time. You know what I, I was hoping you thought? What? That whenever they said shout out, you as the audience actually had to shout that person's name. <laughs> <laughs> I want to give a shout out to DMX. DMX! DMX! <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a good recommendation. This is my recommendation. Okay. If 
you and your ex-girlfriend had like a long, complicated breakup. Right. And her best friend works at a hair salon. Go into that hair salon and just without commenting on it, specifically ask for her best friend and just be like, cut my hair. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that makes sense. Yeah. Is there some sort of end game in this? Uh... There's no end game except <laughs> to just put yourself in an uncomfortable situation. <laughs> okay. Cool. I'll I'll do that if I remember in that situation. Oh, you will be. You think so? Yeah. I need to have a. Situation. Every decent girl has a hairstylist best friend. Most girls are hairstylists. I find like fifty percent of them. Easily, I always feel. I don't know. I just, I just have like been with a number of hairdressers. I feel you've been with them. You know, like dated or whatever you want. You've been with them. You laid with them. I laid with them. Yeah. (laughs) You knew them in the biblical sense. Yeah, we read the Bible together. Man, have you ever read the Bible with someone while like holding hands? I recommend that. I recommend that too. That's what me and James are gonna do after this podcast. Yeah. So are we good here? I think so. So this was good. Yeah, I think that was pretty fun. Yeah. I think when people listen to this, they'll feel good. They'll feel happy that they're not us. Yeah, I mean, I feel I like the fact that you're going to edit it because I feel free to sort of just say whatever a little bit. Yeah. You know, like, I, I normally I wouldn't have said, like, oh, I didn't like the way I told that last thing. Yeah. Because, like, that's, you don't want to hear that on a podcast. <laughs> you don't want to hear a podcast where the second half is just, like, saying how they didn't like how they did the first half yeah. on the podcast. No, I mean, I feel like advanced podcast gurus can get away with shit like that. Which one day will be. Okay. Keep just looking up at our Qurans and it brings me strength. <laughs> My friend looked at those today and he's like, yeah. what you have Oh, yeah, we had someone in here today. Yeah. It was funny because, like, I'll never have anyone in here. Yeah. Right? And, like, when we put these Qurans up, which should we explain it or just. We have these Qurans up, uh, and one of them has my name under it, which and one of them has James' name under it, and it's on display. And, you know, there's no explanation, really. It's just. Well, it's just. We just happen to have a copy of the Quran. Yeah. So we just did that. Each. And I was like. I'm glad that we get to enjoy this this joke, but then we had the idea of people coming over and being weirded out by it and us enjoying their, like, struggle, and I was like, but no one's ever going to come over here, and then, like, the next day, you already got a dude over here. Already got a dude over here. <laughs> and then, like, I sat down, and for some reason, he's, like, wanting to get into classical music, so I just yeah. played him a record. So yeah. you come in, and there's just me and this man just <laughs> listening to, like, fancy, like, doo-doo-doo music. Like, I never, I never, well, we can end, but I don't have people come over to my house, really. Even when I live downtown in London. Because you don't have friends. No, I do, but not like that. You know what I mean? Not that kind of friends. Not like come over to my house friends. Well, what kind of friends are they? They're like, we'll go to Starbucks or, like, Poacher's Arms Bar. Friends. It's good, man. Your house is like the best place to have a conversation with someone. Mm, maybe. But you I have just to don't feel comfortable with it. I like to have it sort of be mine, you know? You have to be sure that you will be able to hold a conversation. 
Because you don't want to have that yeah, person over yeah, and yeah. just have a long, awkward silence. Unless they're actually in your bed. Then that's my favorite place to uh, have conversations with people. With women? Preferably. But what about with men? <laughs> I feel like it might be the same. If I could like just snuggle with a man... Because I feel like you don't need to talk when you're just like... Well, I feel if you're in that bed, yeah, you don't even have to snuggle. Yeah, if you if it's just if we're just lying in the bed, <laughs> then like you know. Okay, I mean, you know what? I'm setting a rule now for our fiftieth episode. Yeah, we're gonna do it laying in your bed. <laughs> my bed? Why does that mean my bed? Why can't it be your bed? Is my bed what size? Your bed? My oh, bed's yeah, bigger. It's, it's a bigger bed. My bed. Yeah. Are you sure? No. So whoever's got the bigger bed.